0: This is the Six Figure Home Studio Podcast, episode 29. You're listening to the Six Figure Home Studio Podcast, the number one resource for running a profitable home recording studio. Now your hosts, Brian Hood and Chris Brand. Welcome back to another episode of the Six Figure Home Studio Podcast. I am your host, Brian Hood. I'm here with my co-host, Mr. Christopher What's your rental name again? James. Christopher J. Graham. (laughs) Chris, how you doing? What you been up to? Give me a quick update on your life. I'm doing well, man. I uh, still working on my coffee roasting game. We all are, man. Everyone on the Six Figure Studio Nation has a coffee roaster now because uh, we're addicted to coffee. It's a wonderful hobby. I thought about the podcast and,
1: you know, sort of our earlier episodes this week. I was talking to a guy, a fellow audio engineer, and he told me a story About his education that was a little bit insane to me and I wanted to share it with you He dropped out of college his junior year and I thought that was a really good idea and In his scenario the college he was going to Said hey, if you want to get an internship That would be a good thing And he said, okay So he found an internship and was able to schedule it over the summer Met with his advisor and his his advisor said, Hey, that's great. You found an internship. You're gonna need to pay us eight thousand dollars to accredit this internship.
0: <laughs> what?
1: We're not gonna do anything except say that your internship was legit and that will cost you eight thousand dollars.
0: Oh my god, this is like some this is like some mobster shit protection money. It is. It is like mobster. It's
1: this like you're a made man. Because we're powerful. You're not we'll say you are and here's how much it'll cost you And man, I am not anti-education. I'm probably more pro-education than 99.9% of the people I know
0: I think we've made that clear in our early episodes and the fact that we're an educational podcast
1: (laughs) Oh, yes, we believe in being lifelong learners and lifelong students and that's really the ultimate goal of this podcast Is that other people would join us? As being lifelong students and being a student of business is probably one of the best most practical places that you could choose to be a student of life. But man, that just got me riled up that this university had the gall to say, you found a, an internship, you're going to take the internship, you must pay us $8,000 to count your internship. This is an
0: example of someone trying to be a gatekeeper in yeah. an era where gatekeepers have no more real power. I mean, it's, it's for what degree was this for? Audio production. Right. A degree that I've made it clear in my own opinion is a completely worthless degree inherently, and that you can use that same time, money, and effort in other ways for an infinitely better education, infinitely better connections, and an infinitely better experience. I have an entire article and video on it on YouTube. By the way, I just launched a YouTube channel, youtube.com slash The Six Figure Home Studio. But you understand what i'm saying like there's no comparison now, especially for that specific degree Now, of course, there are always degrees that this not always at least now that the college is useful for but insult to injury asking for eight thousand dollars to have your internship accredited that pisses me off man
1: I'm sure I got some of the details of that story wrong, but I got enough of it right that it is true So man that made me sad and angry That we live in a world like that It's sort of like the mob saying, you know, you can continue to operate your business with our protection You know, you will be legitimate if we say you are
0: that's And if you don't pay us bad things will happen to you
1: (laughs) Super weird. Like I got so riled up hearing that here's what pisses me off about that Is that that's not pro-education. No, that's anti-education Pro money. Yeah, it was cronyism Ooh, and I don't say that to come down in education I say that and that I am appalled that that would call itself education
0: Well, this is not our podcast episode by the way people <laughs> yeah. Um, but I want to leave it with this and I think that uh, there's gonna be a major shift in our education industry as a whole Guarantee it the collapse of universities as we know it is going to be Uh, Maybe by our next generation like my kids will probably have a completely different talk from me as a parent than I had from my parents And even my parents weren't really like you have to go to college I think it's gonna be completely different. I think a lot of colleges and universities as much money as they're spending on expanding and growing and what they're charging now, it's not gonna be sustainable uh, and I think there's going to be a big collapse, but let's move on because today today's episode has nothing to do with what we just talked about. Uh, today's episode is actually on a positive note. We're not going to complain or uh, get angry at the state of the industry or the education industry. We're going to talk positive things. And today's episode, we thought it'd be really helpful to get a list together of our top tools, our top, however many we have listed, I think there's 10 or 12 uh, tools that we have on our list that we think are extremely helpful for the growing home or commercial studio, Tools that will actually give you an ROI on your money, uh, unlike a college degree (laughs) in audio production. We have a list here. We're just going to talk down through it. There's a lot of cool things, and they're all over the board. So this is another episode that's just an advice buffet. You pick and choose the ones you like. You discard the ones you don't like. And you just move on with your life and I like doing these kinds of episodes because they're fun for us They're easy to do uh, and they're very interesting to you guys who made me have missed out some of these things We've mentioned a lot of these tools before by the way But it's nice to have all of them into one episode that you can refer back to if like Oh, what was that thing they were talking about? I can't remember what episode that was on because it was in passing Oh, I'll just go to the top tools episode and it'll probably be in there This episode
1: is interesting in that because it's a list episode, if you will Everybody can walk away with at least one useful piece of information They can make their business run a little bit better. It's true So that's fun And I just want to underscore what you said about this idea about a buffet In our community of audio engineers, it's common to encounter people who speak in absolutes You have to use ns tens you have to use ua7 you have to use pro tools but that's one of the things I love about our podcast is that And we want to continue to strive to do this is to be open about hey now this isn't for everyone This piece of advice won't apply across the board because that is at the heart Of what a business podcast should be that blanket advice to everyone Everyone should be doing this and if everyone in in the industry is doing the exact same thing Nobody has a competitive advantage So this the buffet the choose what works for you the choose your own niche thing. I love that and when I see People speak in absolutes even sometimes in our community saying this is always bad. This is always good I love that we have I think a more open
0: mind All right So first on our list is a tool that we've mentioned before especially in the facebook community But I think it's one that surprisingly few people know and use And it's a tool called calendly that's c-a-l-e-n-d-l-y By the way this tool and all the other tools we mentioned today will be on our show notes Which should be at the sixfigurehomestudio.com slash Twenty nine, just the numbers two nine, and in a lot of cases you can also click the link in the show description on whatever podcast app you're using But calendly is this tool that we use for scheduling now chris and I use it for the podcast I use it for my students when scheduling things But if you book people in the studio or you're booking even just lunch, this is an incredible tool chris How do you see studios using this tool?
1: Well, let me first say that I only recently jumped on board the calendly train and I freaking love it I've integrated it and Pretty much every area of my life personal and business So what it does that's so cool is it integrates with your own personal calendar in say iCloud or google calendar And it recognizes when you already have stuff booked And when you want to book something with somebody else you send them a link And it shows them times and days that are available that don't clash with stuff you already have booked You can also set rules to say hey only book after five or only let people book on tuesday wednesday and thursday For that particular event and what's rad about that is i've been doing this like on my iphone when people text with me I've been doing it on my email. I even set up. You're gonna love this uh, Brian, I even set it up. So when someone calls my mastering studio, it automatically texts them if they don't talk to me Through close.io and zapier it automatically texts them a link to schedule a time for us to talk
0: (laughs) my god (laughs) That is fantastic. It's working. Yeah, that's incredible. So For those of you with studios, there's a number of ways you can use this one of the ways that's really cool is You can actually take money. You can actually have them book Let's just say a chunk of studio time and accept payments inside of calendly Which then gets added to your bank account integrates with any payment systems you have currently that you use uh, And you can take payments directly. This is huge for a lot of you Uh, We had some people asking about this in the community and we pointed them to calendly and their minds were blown but another way you can use it that a lot of people may not understand is some of you You may want to have bands come check out your studio come tour your studio or schedule a call with you any sort of scheduling where It involves you and another person and you don't want to go back and forth infinitely about oh This day doesn't work for me. Maybe that day No, I have this on this day and you're just going back and forth or playing phone tag You can just send them a link and they can book it. I have this for my lunch stuff I have this for meetings with other people. This is a great tool to use in all different areas and I think it's going to be invaluable for a lot of you uh, once you integrate this. And it's cheap. It's, this is not Most of these tools that we're going to talk about today are not free, but this one is relatively affordable. There is a free version of Calendly. Yep. It's limited in
1: its features, but free. I think if I could go back in time, say 15 years and take Calendly with me when I was producing for a living, I would have used it to take down payments. Yep. I would have said, if you want to book time with me, it's 50% down. You book it through this link and you make a payment through this link. That way there's no more like people not showing up and there's no more even people showing up late to be like, well, we're booked from five to nine. If you show up at six, you already made a down payment. That time that you wasted was your own and you paid for it. I would just encourage you, if you ever go back and forth with people to schedule, you know, could you do Tuesday? No, could you do Wednesday? Yeah, but only that annoying back and forth. Check out Calendly. It's amazing that you can just outsource a bunch of that back and forth To technology super rad.
0: All right. So that's number one number two on our list of top tools This is and we could be more specific here credit card processors Specifically we talked about stripe. We talked about PayPal. There's another one called brain tree and this is just a way for you to accept payments from people A lot of you already have these things uh, set up, but PayPal uh, is maybe not the best option for everyone. Some people swear that PayPal will rip you off or hold your money. And I've heard nightmare stories. I personally haven't had any issues with that. But for tools like Calendly, for some of the other tools we're talking about today in the episode, Stripe, that's my payment processor of choice. Stripe integrates seamlessly with all of these. And it's not free. You're not paying a monthly payment for any of these. You're just paying a credit card processing fee. But just so you know, If you decide you're going to take credit card payments online in 2018 and beyond, there's no good way right now to get out of credit card processing fees. So you're going to pay the 2.9% or whatever it is close to that, uh, no matter who you go with. So you might as well go with someone like Stripe who has a great reputation, super easy to use, great support, and integrates with a lot of tools.
1: Yeah. Let me talk about credit card fees. There are some people who are absolutely terrified of paying any sort of credit card fee. And I want to speak to you on that. I would encourage everyone to be able to accept credit cards for one reason. 2.9% is a fantastic deal because all you need to figure out whether it's worth it for you or not is 2.9% of the time when someone wants to make a transaction with you, if more than 2.9% of the time somebody wouldn't because you don't accept credit card, then you've lost money by not accepting credit cards.
0: Yeah, I've seen all sorts of conversations in our community, the Six Figure Home Studio community on Facebook, which is a free community that anyone can join. I've heard people talk about trying to avoid these fees or trying to add the fee to people's totals or try to get them to send them checks. At the end of the day, every single little thing you do to try to nickel and dime your clients adds a bad taste to the mouth. And so I've always been under the mindset that I just eat the fees. I don't try to get them to send me a check when I had bands come into the studio I would tell them they are more than welcome to pay in cash as well Just to save on fees in that way But other than that I never made bands jump through hoops to so I could avoid a 2.9 percent fee It's just idiotic in my opinion that if you're trying to run a full-time business You have to just take it just take the fees. Yeah, if it's hurting you that bad raise your rates
1: Yeah, I would continue down that path to say Do you know why you mr. Or mrs. Listener? Buy so much stuff on amazon.com because it's so fucking convenient. Yes Exactly. I ordered two new things today. I think I ordered one new thing today And so the thing that makes it so lucrative for the people that own amazon jeff bezos first and foremost Is that it's so easy to use it that people use it more often When you make it difficult for your customers to do business with you you will do less business end of story 2.9 percent is a pittance for credit card processing fees and you shouldn't lose a moment of sleep over it.
0: Yep And I used to be one that I used to when I was younger I would pirate movies all the time and I don't anymore because you have netflix which makes it super easy hbo go you have Hulu sometimes, but if there's not a movie that I can stream I'm going to use amazon video because all my payment info is in there I can rent any movie that I want to watch and it's infinitely easier than trying to download Some torrent and get it onto my whatever player i'm trying to watch it on So I mean, it's just convenience is a huge factor when it comes to earning money and trying to make it as convenient as possible for your clients And just to put it into perspective if you process hundred thousand dollars worth of stuff in a year You're only paying about twenty nine hundred dollars in fees When you are making a hundred grand a year Three thousand dollars in expenses to run your business for accepting credit card payments is not that big of a deal Especially because that money is a tax write-off.
1: Well, and let's even go further down that Let's say that you processed hundred thousand dollars in revenue for a year and you accepted credit cards Let's say an identical studio identical situation also tried to do a hundred thousand dollars But they didn't accept credit card and as a result they ended up doing $96,000 in sales because it was too inconvenient for one project for one project That one project because you were too cheap to accept the 2.9% plus 30 cents processing fee as a result of doing that you lost a project Whether you know it or not, you will lose projects if you're doing a large number of them, if you don't make it easy for people to do business with you. One other point though, playing devil's advocate for PayPal here. I have been doing some of my invoicing for people that work for me. I've been paying them on PayPal. I do it all through PayPal. Well, I didn't know this until last week. My assistant told me when I pay her through PayPal, it shows up instantly in her bank account. Oh, interesting. So with Stripe, it's like a three or four day transfer period with PayPal. She's got I think chase bank and uh, chase bank and paypal. I don't know if it's all banks play together really really well So as soon as I send that money to her, it's in her bank account.
0: I use both paypal and stripe uh, a lot and I like both of them. But anyways, let's move on to tool number three here And this is very much a chris graham tool But that is google voice now. I will state that I do tell my students to sign up for google voice Uh, I have recommended this to other people It all depends on what type of client you typically have If you have younger clients millennials and younger You're probably not going to need a google voice number (laughs) But if you have older people that like to talk on the phone, you absolutely want to have A separate number for your business if for anything else just so you can have a voicemail that is specific to your business Well, the other thing too is even for younger
1: clients if you have younger clients is on google voice You can do text messaging and then you can keep your personal texts separate from your business texts.
0: That's actually really cool. Yeah. And Google Voice is free for any Gmail user, right? Yep. And extraordinarily easy to use and set up, very convenient. And you can accept calls and texts on the same phone that you're using for your personal use. So I think that that basically explains itself. We don't have to really go into details with this. Yeah.
1: It's like having two phone numbers on one smartphone. So fun fact, like I use Close.io uh, as our, our CRM. And we'll talk more about that later. I have the phone, like the big fancy phone package. They don't have a, an iPhone app. So I have a specific cell phone number for my business. If I want to call somebody when I'm on the road, I call them from my Google voice number, but I can also forward. Um, there's just an amazing amounts of forwarding stuff you can do. You can make it so that you get an email with every voicemail that you get that's transcribed. You can make it so that your text messages. On your google voice number get emailed to you. There's just all kinds of cool shit you can do
0: Yep, just the whole point of this episode isn't necessarily to teach you every little thing you can do with every one of these tools Yep, it's to just point you in the right direction You do your own research and you start learning how to implement this into your business So I think google voice is pretty self-explanatory if you want a separate number for your business You don't want to pay for a separate phone. You can have two numbers on one phone. That's a damn good value proposition from google
1: Yeah, absolutely and I would recommend I think I speak for brian as well We would recommend that you have two numbers a personal and a business not one phone number.
0: All right, now for tool number four on our list, and that is bookkeeping software. We have two specific recommendations, but most businesses are going to have some sort of bookkeeping software. If anything, just to have a PL, a profit and loss statement for your CPA. But a lot of these do a lot of tax stuff for you. I don't have any specific recommendations if you're not from America because it's so different from country to country. But I will say that some of the ones we recommend uh, do work in other countries as far as just tracking your expenses and uh, And so they will not generate your tax reports. So if that confused you don't worry about it Let's just keep talking about this. I recommend GoDaddy bookkeeping. I've used it for years Chris has used it for years. We've talked about it in the past on the podcast Very convenient very easy to use ties into all my stuff chris recently switched to quickbooks And I think that's what he's going to talk about here is give us a little rundown on quickbooks
1: Yeah, so I recently switched to quickbooks for a couple reasons It made it easier for me to get my taxes prepared this year because long story short my accountant aka my mom Had some health issues and it just was I needed to do a lot more preparation work on my taxes this year So I made the jump to quickbooks and I was really impressed. I've tried to be a quickbooks customer like four times and have not liked it until this time one of the things they do that's really cool is they have an app that runs on your iphone That tracks every time you're in the car And then there's a list of every car ride that you've taken Wow in your iphone and then you swipe right for business and swipe left for personal Makes it really easy to track all your business mileage and turn it in at the end of the year as a tax deduction So it's really cool quickbooks on the fan Let me speak about there have been a few conversations about this in the community some people I was surprised to see were anti QuickBooks because there's a monthly fee for it. How much is it, by the way? I think I pay seventeen dollars for. I think it's seventeen a month or fourteen a month or something like that. I use ten a
0: month for GoDaddy.
1: Yeah, and QuickBooks also comes with TurboTax, which has been nice. It helped me prepare my taxes this year, Um, and it's one I'm going to use from now on because I can just most tax accountants use TurboTax or at least familiar with it. And you can export the right document have your text professional look over it and it's a little bit quicker. But, let me talk about that monthly fee and people that hate on having a monthly fee for bookkeeping. Here's the question. How much is your time worth to you per hour? For most people, they would probably say what 20, 30, 40, maybe even $50 an hour.
0: Yeah, but that's for fun studio work. When you actually add like shitty bookkeeping to that, add add 50% to it for pain in the ass factor. Yeah. So
1: I've heard a lot of people talk about, well, I just use a spreadsheet and I just track everything through there. Ah, Here's the problems with that. One, mistakes. Two, forgetfulness. And three, when you have a service that's $10 a month to automatically track, sort all your expenses, all of your income, and also help you prepare your taxes faster, if it saves you 10 hours to do that, And your time is worth twenty dollars an hour. Then that product is worth two hundred dollars a year to you And any time that you can pay less than two hundred dollars for it You should because and it's not just about the money here You can then take that time and spend it on improving your skills And when that comes down to it, especially if you're reinvesting that time somewhere That makes your time worth more in the future It's a much much better investment than just being like well i'm being thrifty and i'm going to use a spreadsheet so to each his own, obviously, but I would highly recommend don't get fixated on a monthly fee for something like bookkeeping. It can save you a fortune by actually tracking your expenses correctly so that you get the maximum tax deduction on your taxes. And it's time that is much better spent elsewhere.
0: Let's talk about our next point on this list. And that's number five. This is something I added. It's a very nifty piece of software. It's called Rescue Time. Again, we'll have links to all this in our show notes. Just go to the sixfigurehomestudio.com slash two nine. So this is something that I use. I've used it for years. I recently upgraded to the premium version, but the free version is perfectly fantastic for 90% of you people out there. But this lives on whatever computers you have. It works Mac and Windows. Doesn't work on mobile yet, which kind of sucks, but it's fine. You install it on any computers you have and it will sit there and watch you. It sounds kind of creepy, might kind of be creepy. And it tracks everything you do. All the programs you have open, Pro Tools, Evernote, every single web page that you're on, Reddit, uh, <laughs> YouTube, you know, distracting and non-distracting type things, and then it generates a report for you every single week. I get an email that tells me how many hours I spent total on my computer. What, how many hours were productive hours? So depending on what site or what software I'm using, that's product counted as productive or how many hours I spent on unproductive stuff like video games or Reddit or websites that are detracting from my business. And it gives me a productivity score. Cool. So I get a score each week and it tells me if it was up or down from the week before. It gives me my total hours from productive and nonproductive time. And then I can tell if I'm getting out of hand. And- The cool thing is over the years, I also can watch trends happen. So when I got back from Thailand last year, after six weeks traveling abroad with no work, so there's literally the first six weeks of the year are nothing on the app. Then when I get back, it's like 90% red which is bad and 10% blue, which is good. And then it takes three months to normalize and switch back around to like 90% blue, which is good and 10% red, which is bad. And that shows me that I cannot be gone and out of work for that long because it takes me three months to recover from a trip that long. If I'm not working, you know, I have no motivation to continue to work when I get back. And that's just one example, but that having that kind of data allows you to make adjustments where you need to make adjustments. So if I travel, I can't do six weeks again. Or if I do, I need to maintain some amount of work while I'm traveling so I don't lose all momentum because momentum is huge in business. So all that being said, go download Rescue Time, implement it into your business, uh, and start tracking this stuff because if it doesn't get measured, it does not get managed. Have you ever actually sat down and thought about where your next client will come from? Most freelancers don't. Because most freelancers, number one strategy for getting new clients is something called hope marketing. And if that sounds like you, you're not alone. Most freelancers think that just by putting out great work, clients will come banging down your door to hire you. Now, while you obviously do need to be good at what you do, we both know that this strategy does not work. Otherwise, your calendar would be 100% booked solid with amazing projects from your ideal clients. So to help you with this fight against hopium addiction, I'm excited to announce that our flagship coaching program, Clients by Design, has finally opened up applications again. This transformational coaching journey is not a one-size-fits-all. It's tailor-made just for you. We'll do a deep dive into your business to see what's missing, and we'll lay out a step-by-step roadmap to guide you over the next six to eight months. And here's the best part. We don't just give you the plan and send you on your way. We give you personal one-on-one help so you never get stuck. And we make sure you actually follow through with something called our absolute accountability system. So if you're ready to stop relying on hope marketing and ready to start building your own client acquisition machine so you can get a steady flow of clients, then it's time to step up and apply for clients by design and see if you're a good fit. Just go to sixfigurecreative.com slash coach. And I'll be the first to say that this program is not for everyone. So far, we've only accepted about 25% of those who apply. So if you want to find out if you're a good fit, just go to sixfigurecreative.com slash coach and fill out the application. Now here's our show.
1: Yeah. All right. So number six on our list is a tool that I've been using for a few years now. I love it. It is called Help Scout. Something you got me on as well. Indeed. We've mentioned it in the past. Help Scout is essentially Gmail on steroids it integrates directly with gmail so you can still send email in the same way it's really for managing teams yeah if you have other people that are going to be talking to your customers you know in my case might be mix engineers or an assistant or something like that it's really difficult to have multiple email accounts and bounce emails around and have no idea where the other person is and what they're talking to them about Scout's amazing for a team effort on emails it's uh, what you would technically call a help desk software And it has been really, really helpful for my business to get us all on the same page and get us all talking to uh, our customers as one organization. It just makes it so much easier because if I'm emailing back and forth with a client and that client is also emailed back and forth with someone on my team, I can see those emails right there in front of me. I can see the entire context of all the interaction with a given customer and my business. And not only that, and this is the cool thing, There are apps within Help Scout on the right hand side of the screen. And when I open an email from somebody, I can see a lot of different interesting pieces of information. I can see their full name, I can see their phone number. I can see any purchases they've made on my website. I can see what DAW they use if they've entered that in one of my forms.
0: Basically, it ties into other software where you have information about your people yeah. already, which is really cool to see. It's like being able to pull in information from an outside source so you're not switching between programs to see that information. Exactly, yes. Another, just one more
1: example is MailChimp integrates with it. So I can at a glance when I'm reading an email from somebody, look over and see if they've subscribed to any of my newsletters. And that makes it really easy to get an idea of oh, where is this person in the process makes it much easier to, to provide I think high level customer service
0: Yeah, and I'll, I'll go ahead and add to that It's kind of like a switching board where like all calls came into one central area back in the day And then the operator would send it off to whoever it needs to go to this one If anyone emails brian at the six figure home studio.com it goes into help scalp where my assistants in there managing my inbox. And if it's something that he can answer, he'll answer it. If it's something that needs to be assigned to me, he can assign it to me, but anything he replies to himself will be sent out from Sean at the six And so it's not like he's emailing from my personal email. It's going to my inbox and then he can send emails out through his email. It's really cool. Basically you can divvy up emails to a bunch of different people. Uh, it makes it super easy to manage a team like Chris said. All right. Next on our list is number seven. And this is something that I swear by. And this is something that I think a lot of studios will be implementing after they listen to this. And I've mentioned this in other areas. I mentioned it in one of my talks that I gave last year at uh, the Unstoppable Recording Machine Summit. I mentioned it in webinars I've done. I mentioned it uh, on YouTube videos I've done, but it's something called Better Proposals. This is a software that I use to write out my proposals to my clients. So picture this someone asks a rate from you. And by the way, this works really well in my business model where it's low volume of projects, high dollar amounts, not so much in Chris's business where he has high volume, low dollar amounts, because for Chris to prepare a custom proposal for every single project would be a huge time suck. And really he doesn't need them. People are going to pay for it right on his site and it's just a different business model. But in my world, you know, you really have to make sure you get everything out there so there's no misunderstandings, no confusion. So I want to make sure that they understand everything about the project from timeline to what's included to what's not included. So here's how I used to do it. They'd ask me for a price. I would send out a, an email that was just a block of text and with a, with a number attached to it. And that was basically how I handled these multi-thousand dollar projects. When I found Better Proposals and started playing with this, I realized, holy shit, this is incredible. I could build out quickly because I have a template I use quickly build out a custom proposal. So when someone asks a rate, I can email them and say, hey, I just sent you a proposal for your project. Check your email. And let me know if you didn't get it. They will have this link sent to them. They click on the link. It opens a landing page built for them with their band name on it or their label name on it. And they can click to start reading the proposal and in there it has what's included on one page It has what's not included on another page. It has info about me and my studio It has info about the price that they're going to pay the terms of service The everything is in there. So when they sign and they can sign it inside of this software as well uh, And when they sign it it lets me know that they have signed it. Uh, it lets me know when they've opened it. It lets me know how many times they've opened it, how long they, they were on each page. A lot of really cool info that you can see in this. And the coolest part is when they sign it, they can then pay the deposit, which means they've put their money where their mouth is. And I think that's a really, really cool thing to see. And the coolest part about this is, and I don't have time to go into it right now, the template I built out has been really effective, but I actually partnered with Better Proposals and they took their design team that completely redesigned my proposal template and it looks incredible now. Like they had their salary design team go through and completely rewrite my proposal and they made a landing page for the Six Figure Home Studio. This is an affiliate link, by the way, but that if you sign up for this affiliate link that I have, it will load my proposal template onto your account and then you can just alter it to match your business and then you can start using it. If you want to sign up for that, it's just betterproposals.studio. That's betterproposals.studio. And that's a custom landing page for the six figure home studio. You sign up for that, all that stuff's loaded on your account and you can start seeing how crazy this shit is. It's really, really cool. And it helps you stand out a lot. Cool. So when I was running a production studio,
1: you know, years and years and years ago, more than a decade ago, um, I, like most people, was doing that at my home. And I had a problem, and the problem was sometimes I'd be recording really quiet musical parts in my studio, and the air conditioner would turn on.
0: Ooh, my studio, my AC is loud as fuck. Yeah. So my choice was
1: to spend like twenty, thirty thousand dollars on like amazing soundproofing and you know special vents and plenums and all sorts of crazy stuff, or find a way to turn the thermostat off. So what I did back in the day was I figured out which wire. That the thermostat was using to turn the heater on and off and I spliced it and ran a piece of speaker wire to a switch next to my desk
0: Oh my god, that is the nerdiest thing i've (laughs) ever heard in my life So when it was like all right quiet vocal
1: time I'd reach it down to my desk and i'd hit this little invisible switch And the air conditioner would stay off no matter how hot it got in my house Now I have a new tool that I use instead of that for the mastering studio I don't really use it that often for this Because my mastering studio is actually super quiet As far as my air conditioner goes, but it's a nest thermostat and you could substitute any smart thermostat But if you have air conditioner noise What you can do with one of these smart thermostats is you can have an app on your phone and you can say oh i'm going to turn this off I'm going to hit a button on my phone And my thermostat's going to change or i'm going to change the temperature that my air conditioner is going to get set to My mastering studio is in our basement. So it's considerably cooler than the rest of the house And I can turn the thermostat up If need be if we're doing something that I really 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 don't want to hear it So a smart thermostat like that can be a really cheap way to remove background noise from your recordings
0: Yeah (laughs) This is more of like one of those nice to have fun Fun little tools to have because I wish I had one right now because it's I'm in my office My door's shut because my air is on But i'm hot as fuck right now still (laughs) And and it's because it will it will be perfectly cool out in the hallway But i've got lights on me right now because we're you know on skype together and I always have lights on And it gets really hot in here If I had a thermostat that's wireless sitting on my wall in here That ac would make this room a very good temperature and it doesn't right now. So fun little tool there.
1: I love it Yeah, so the nest thermostat big fan Uh, really really easy really great for small studios
0: Yep. All right. Next one on our list is something we've mentioned in the past. It's something that goes along with any person on earth that has a website. If you have a website as a studio, this is a tool that you have to have and you have to have it right now. And that tool is Google Analytics. Basically, Google Analytics is something that you add to your site. Now, if you use Wix, which is what I tell people to use, it's really easy. There's guides online to do that. If your WordPress is a little bit harder, but there are also plugins and other guides online to do that. But what Google Analytics shows you that is so important and why we always recommend it to people for their websites is it gives you all sorts of just juicy data that you can go through. You know how earlier when I said, if it doesn't get measured, it doesn't get managed. Uh, This is... Another tool for you to help measure something that is extremely important for your business. Chris give me a little details about the google analytics
1: Yeah, so let's step into our imagination uh, room here (laughs) And let's imagine that we owned a small shop and it's in like an uptown area or the mall or something like that You can get a pretty good idea of how business is going or how business will be going If you just watch how many people come in the store and look around If no one's coming in the store, you know you have a serious problem and needs fixed If a lot of people are coming in the store and no one buys anything You also know that you have a serious problem and that it should be fixed Google analytics is that for your business website It's your eyes on the ground to tell you how many people have been to your website How long they stayed there? What did they look at? Where are they from? You know if you're trying to market your small studio in detroit michigan and you've had 4,000 visits to your website in the last month, and they're all from China, you probably know something is a little bit goofy. Or if you have, let's say, you know, you have the nicest studio in Northern California, and it's worth a million dollars, and you install Google Analytics, and it turns out that two people per month go on your website, and you're wondering why your business isn't doing well. Boom google analytics is freaking amazing and just to echo what brian said this is a fay of advice Most advice doesn't apply to everyone if you have a website which you are trying to use To make money in any way shape or form google analytics Absolutely. No brainer. It's free Most of the largest most successful websites in the world use google analytics It's spectacular and easy to install
0: piece of cake. No brainer. It's such an awesome tool So chris give us a couple examples of things that we can use google analytics for in our studios Absolutely. Well the
1: biggest one right off the bat is number of users How many people come to your website in a given period the second one and the second most important term is called bounce rate And you can measure this right on google analytics bounce rate is how many people come to your website click nothing and then leave That is an important stat
0: and real quick Do you know a good baseline for what is a healthy and what's an unhealthy bounce rate for those who do have google analytics? Well, that would be a great thing for us to talk about on a business podcast (laughs) If your bounce rate is
1: under 50 percent You are doing pretty good. Yep. So yeah, that's a good thing The next stat that you can immediately see is what is the average time on site per user? So again, this is back to the store illustration If you see people walk into your store, let's say you're at the mall You own a store and a hundred people walk into your store. They all take one step in They look around for about five seconds and then immediately leave something's wrong Something is wrong The problem with the website is you can't see that if that's what's happening unless you have google analytics With google analytics because you can measure the average time on page You can get an idea of people are finding anything that's interesting to them The industry standard for that is two minutes or more is good Mm -hmm. If your average time on site is two minutes or more you're doing pretty good So Google Analytics, there's just, there are so many unbelievable, simple, one number pieces of information that can diagnose the health of your website. And if you don't have it, install it today, because it takes a while for it to build up the data. Once it's installed, it's going to be a month or two before you have really actionable information. So this is not something that you want to wait to install. If you're launching a new business, one of the first things you should do on the website is install Google Analytics.
0: So Google Analytics is number nine on our list. Now we're on to number 10. This is something that Chris and I can both vouch for. And we've t- we have an entire episode devoted to this, so we're not going to go in-depth with this. But that is a CRM. Specifically, uh, two recommendations, Close.io or HubSpot. HubSpot's free. closed.io is expensive. But if you want a lot more details, like an in-depth dive of how we use a CRM and why it's so beneficial to you, you can go back to episode number seven. You can go there by sixfigurehumpstudio.com slash the number seven, just seven. uh, And that is our CRM episode. But Chris, give us a quick rundown of what you think are some of the key reasons why a CRM is so important for the average home studio owner. So one of the most
1: important parts of being a successful business owner is adulting. And adulting means remembering to do things essentially and treating people the way that you'd want to be treated. A CRM is really beneficial because it helps you adult. It helps remind you, oh, you know, I sent out a quote Last week, I haven't heard
0: anything back from that person. I should follow up with them Yeah, this is what a lot of people they mess this up because They never follow up because they feel like they're an inconvenience if they do when in reality That's not the case people are just human beings and a lot of stuff comes up And if they fail to follow up, they they lose the project And so if you're one of those people that does not follow up because either a you forget This is what a crm is for or b you're afraid to well either way you're going to be passed up by my students who all follow up because this is what I teach them to do
1: <laughs> Yeah, so crms are great. Check out that other episode. I would say if you want to get better at sales a uh, crm is pretty dang near important.
0: Yeah, absolutely And that's all we're going to say about crms and number 11 is a little bit more fun to talk about one We have never mentioned as far as I can remember on this podcast and that is something called Batch Commander. Chris, do you want to tell us about Batch Commander? Because I only have a slight familiarity with this after seeing it at Summer Nam last year in Nashville. Give us a rundown on, on Batch Commander. So Batch
1: Commander allows you to have unbelievable workflows prepared that you can execute with a single key. Mm-hmm. It, it allows you to customize all your key shortcuts. It really just generally allows you to automate a bunch of stuff let's say you had a record with 10 songs on it and each of those songs was in its own session. Batch Commander, if I understand it correctly, would allow you to execute one command and Pro Tools or Logic, whatever you happen to use, would one at a time, open up each of those sessions, export a specific type uh, of file, and then close, save, and open the next one. It's funny, I kind of love Batch Commander because I came out with a similar product that failed uh, years ago that I called Bounce Butler. Bounce Butler. And it was a similar product.
0: It's a bad name.
1: That's a great name. It's a great name. Okay, okay. (laughs) But Bounce Butler, it's the same thing with way less cool bells and whistles than Batch Commander. But essentially, you could do that. You could say, I have five sessions. I need to bounce all of them, but I don't want to sit here and bounce them individually. I want them all to be bounced to, say, 24-bit WAV files at 96K. Boom, 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 boom. You don't have to sit there and do it. It can bounce. And when I was producing, I remember, you know, you'd get to the end of a record, And uh, in some cases you'd have to bounce 10 songs You're sitting there waiting for you know five minutes or so for each song. It's a lot of work. Yeah Very time-consuming with batch commander You can go get a cup of coffee or go home for the night and let batch commander think
0: while you are at home This is a slate product by the way if we didn't mention that already a slate digital product And this is what they say in their description The batch commander can execute up to 1000 key commands mouse clicks and menu selections in one button Now let's get to the last one we have here. Uh, This is, I would say this is one of our favorites, man, just because how versatile this tool is. But it's also, uh, word of warning, this is the most complex tool, number 12 here. This is a place you could get lost in. And it's something that's going to be super confusing for a lot of you. And we would say only if you're what we consider an advanced user, an advanced software user, would we recommend really diving into this tool. But it's a tool called zapier or zapier people call it different things it's spelled z-a-p-i-e-r it's in our show notes if you want to check this out but zapier is what, what else can you say it's incredible it's bonkers it is an api for apis what is an api
1: you ask an api is the ability to speak to a piece of software with other software
0: Yeah, it's like if you just say that every piece of software speaks a different language, its own little language, Zapier is the translator between all these pieces of software. And Chris gave us a subtle, I don't know if you caught this earlier, he gave us an example of how he uses this. He used Zapier to tie close.io, which is the CRM that he uses. That's C-L-O-S-E, if if it's hard to follow what we're saying, close.io. Chris, explain how you had this all tied together.
1: Yeah, so what makes Zapier so cool is that you can say, essentially, if this happens, then do this in another piece of software. So i've been struggling to keep up with phone calls lately So I have started using calendly the first tool that we mentioned So that people can book time to speak with me about their projects It's made it a lot faster i've been able to talk to a lot more people Which is pretty much my favorite thing in my business is getting to make friends with people and And get to know them a little bit and One of the things i've been trying to do Is to cut down the number of people that call the studio and hang up Don't leave a voicemail and I don't even know who they were what they were doing I was in a session and couldn't pick up so I used zapier to create an action and I said hey zapier when close.io gets a phone call that is zero seconds long Meaning that I didn't pick up. I didn't speak at all Then I want you to send a text Using close.io with a link with a message to say hey, i'd love to speak with you uh, This is an automated message If you'd like to book a time for us to have a phone call Click the link below and choose a time that works for you It happens automatically every time someone calls my studio piece of cake I don't have to think about it and the bonkers thing I set this up last week as I came into the studio this morning and there were meetings on my calendar (laughs) I was like, oh cool.
0: All right. That's awesome So this is using three tools from this list in one action, which is really cool We're using our crm which is closed.io We're using calendly to book the meeting and we're using zapier to tie it all together.
1: Yeah Super duper 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 cool so, Zapier can do so many things like that. It can say, hey, if the temperature is below 32 degrees and it is a holiday, then post this picture on my Facebook page. Yeah, you can get really dumb stuff like that. You but really can. You can
0: get really creative with it, you can go down real long rabbit holes, but there's also. Chris has talked about building insanely long, they're called zaps, insanely long zaps out that do multiple things in one. So when one action happens, let's just do 20 more things that are all tied to that. It's incredible what you can do with it. And we don't have time to really, Zapier is probably an episode in and of itself. We've all, we've had people request something like that. Um, I thought about making a damn Zapier course because there's so many things you could do.
1: (laughs) Zapier for audio.
0: Yeah. We should
1: call them and say hey we will uh, we'll continue to promote your service if you give us lifetime memberships I
0: pay 120 a month for the highest tier of zapier Yeah, because it brings a disproportionate amount of value to your business though.
1: Yeah There's a free version, but there's also uh, Various tiers that I think are really well set out.
0: Yeah, I think I pay 25 bucks a month for mine I'm, not using it as heavily as you.
1: Yeah, so zapier is amazing. Like brian said you can get lost in it But it is a massively powerful tool Another thing you could do, and you could do this with many different um, phone services, is you could say, "Hey Zapier, if someone texts me, and today is a holiday based on my Google Calendar, then respond to their text with this automatic message."
0: Oh, so you can set an autoresponder through text message.
1: Yeah, you could set an autoresponder through text message, especially if if you weren't using your cell phone. If there was a specific business account, you could do that for email as well. You could say, uh, you could build a conditional autoresponder that says, "Hey." If it's Christmas, then respond to them with this Christmassy email or something like that.
0: Yeah, here's another example. And this is a a great example of when software that may integrate with other software doesn't quite integrate with the software you use. An example would be on Wix.com, I I use the default form on there, but that form doesn't necessarily integrate with close.io, the CRM. But through Zapier, you can say when someone submits this form on Wix, pass all that information through to my CRM. That's actually the most useful aspect of Zapier
1: is you can tie a form with questions that you're asking your client into Help Scout, into Gmail, into Close.io, into HubSpot, whatever you want. And here's the thing we haven't really talked about a whole lot with CRMs, one of the previous tools we mentioned. CRMs are great. However, I have a serious pet peeve when the expectation is that people will manually enter information into the CRM. That to me is bonkers. What I try to do in my business is as much information as possible Which is damn near all of it Gets entered automatically in my crm based on forms that they have filled out in the mastering process So super powerful stuff zapier is amazing for that because the big thing Is getting information all in the right places? It's shuttling information around your different pieces of software or on your website uh around your emails, etc And Zapier is the tool for the job there. It's awesome.
0: Absolutely. So let's run down that list one more time because there's a lot of stuff in this episode. And I feel like uh, you probably missed it. Again, all of this will be on the show notes at the sixfigurehomestudio.com slash twenty nine. That's slash two nine. Number one was Calendly, great for scheduling. Number two was Stripe.com or any really any any sort of credit card processing software. Number three was Google Voice allows you to have two separate phone numbers on your one device, uh, your mobile device. Number four was bookkeeping software. Uh, I recommended GoDaddy bookkeeping. Chris recommends QuickBooks. Uh, number five was. Rescue Time. This is that thing that lives on your computer that tracks everything you do. Uh, it's and it's not Facebook. It's <laughs> it's Rescue Time, uh, and it allows you to get some good reports on how productive you're being or how much of a piece of shit you're being. Uh, and then number six is Help Scout. This is a help desk software that helps you manage a team of people if you have multiple people in an inbox. Super helpful. Number seven is Better Proposals. Again, the affiliate link for that that gets this proposal template into your uh, your account is betterproposals.studio. That is a, a great way to stand out if you're trying to stand out from your competitors. Number eight is the Nest thermostat. This was the odd man out in our list, but this was just a fun one to add because Chris is a nerd and loves convenience things like this. Uh, but this will allow you to have a remote thermostat. You can move from room to room and it'll adjust the temperature Based on the room you're in not just your hallway, which is where most thermostats tend to live And it's also you can you know control things from your control room, which is fun number nine is google analytics Everyone with a website on earth needs to have this on their websites period number 10 is a crm I use Close.io. chris uses Close.io. a lot of my students use hubspot because that's free Number 11 is Batch Commander. This is a really good way to try to save some time. Uh, I'm a big, big believer that anything that saves time in your studio is a wise investment as long as the price you pay is appropriate to the amount of time you're saving. Uh, And then number 12, and this is the most complex one, but also the most powerful one in this list, in my opinion, and that is Zapier or Zapier. There's too much to even say about this to give it a recap, but it's it's cool. It's real cool. Chris, anything else you want to add as we wrap up here?
1: Well, one of the things we could do with Zapier, this is just a fun, goofy one, is we could set it up so that Zapier would automatically know once we release our 100th episode, (laughs) and then it would do something crazy like blink the lights in my studio or turn my Nest thermostat down. Or mail
0: out glitter bombs to anyone whose address I have. (laughs) So just to wrap all this up, uh, if you're interested in getting a list of 50 of my favorite resources, not just the 12 from today, but 50 of these tools. And there's a lot more for where this came from. You can go to resourceguide.studio. That's the URL, resourceguide.studio. And you can download that resource guide and there's 50 additional ones on there. Uh, this is pulled out from a resource. section actually inside the Profitable Producer course. So I think this will be super helpful for everyone. And I thought this is a good episode to kind of release that. So if you want to download that, just go to resourceguide.studio. Again, we'll see you next week for another episode of the Six Figure Home Studio podcast every Tuesday at 6 a.m.